0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in our beautiful universe. Welcome to another episode of Healing in Ways You Never Thought Possible with myself, host Dr. Dolores Vizino. Today, we're going to talk about chronic pain. And, you know, chronic pain is, I'm, I'm going to call it like a pandemic within itself, because so many people suffer from that. And they seem not to be able to surmount the unsurmountable. Today's guest, Elizabeth Kipp, is going to talk about her journey with chronic pain, anxiety, and she's also going to share with us some highlights. Elizabeth R. Kipp is a stress management specialist, ancestral clearing practitioner, trauma-trained, and yoga-informed addiction recovery coach, yoga teacher, and author of The Way Through Chronic Pain Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. She has lived this, so she knows firsthand what it's like to have an addiction and also have chronic pain, and she has been successful in moving forward from that. So it's my pleasure to announce and introduce to you Elizabeth Kipp. Good morning, Elizabeth. How are you? Thank you so
1: much. It's it's great to be here. I'm so grateful to be able to share with your listeners
0: and share you with my (coughs) listeners. Well, welcome. We're we're glad to have you. And I'm sure you're just a, a wealth of knowledge on this topic. So Please just tell us about your story and how you your journey as to how you got to where you're at right now. Thank you.
1: I um, understanding what chronic pain is now. I I really or we really need to start at the beginning. Um, I, I lived in a household where my mother was bipolar. They didn't know what bipolar was. They hadn't labeled it back then. And um she had, uh, she had back pain and she, she medicated it with alcohol because she couldn't handle pain medicine. And so um, she had an erratic personality and I never knew when she was gonna get mad and when she was gonna be nice. And so that set my nervous system up for hypervigilance. I was always, I was always you know waiting for, when's the next shoe gonna drop? When am I gonna get in trouble? I, I didn't realize how detrimental that was at the time, but that's an important piece of the story, this hypervigilance, right? Setting the nervous system up for a constant hypervigilance. That's a stress response out of balance right there. Then when I was 14, I fell off a horse and landed on a rock and broke my fifth lumbar front to back. And, um, and, and I actually managed to uh, live my life uh, with some pain, um, but kind of without surgery or anything uh, for 14 years, and then 14 years later, um, my back became so painful, and the doctors looked at it and said, "You know, this is you're unstable. We need to do surgery and and fuse this bone." Um, <clears throat> that bone, uh, that front part of the lumb- fifth lumbar, which is right above the sacrum. Um, <clears throat> is 80% slipped into oh, wow. my pelvis. And, and that, that pulls the, the leg nerves with it. So um, it was important that we get that stabilized. It took four surgeries altogether. Um, I, have a, I have hardware in there now that, that, that's holding it together, but it took a lot of surgery. And <clears throat> I had more pain <laughs> than I had before. It, it, it gave more and more pain. The doctors really didn't understand what chronic pain was at the time. They didn't know how to treat it other than to give me opiate pain medication and benzodiazepine, any anxiety medicine to help me cope with the pain. That was the only answer that they had. And the other thing they said to me was that I would be in level seven out of 10 pain for the rest of my life, 24 seven, and I'd be in a wheelchair when I was 40 and i was 28 when that they told me that they kept telling me that <laughs> it's almost like they were trying to convince you um, that this was going to happen in the beginning i i believed them when they first said that because i they had the knowledge right i have a science background and i i understood well, that's their area my area is over here and that's their area and but then after uh, after thinking about it and kind of getting my center again cuz that's quite a pronouncement, really, I realized that their their comment about me being in pain for the rest of my life was, A, inaccurate, because they're not fortune tellers, mm-hmm. B, um, they forgot their basic science, which is, it's not facts, it's not black and white, it's probable that, it's all probabilities, and mm-hmm. they didn't leave any window open for hope, so that was another error, right? Yeah. The other thing that I realized, and I was so grateful that I had this realization, we heal and live in the all that is. Science, which is where Western medicine lives, science is a self-limiting framework that can only comment on that which you can measure, observe, and describe. Observe, describe, and measure. All right. So we heal there, but we also heal outside of that. So it can't comment on anything outside of what it can observe, measure, and describe. We heal yeah. everywhere. They'd forgotten the doctors forgot the limitation of their own model. And I saw that. And so mm-hmm. I realized I was going to have to look other places for my healing. <clears throat> and I did, I went to, I used acupuncture, which was very helpful um, in reducing pain and, um, I had a massage, I did I did uh, a very gentle Hatha yoga practice, I had Reiki, all different kinds of energy um, modalities, but I still had this basic um, underlying chronic pain um, and that nobody seemed to really know what to do with. Finally, I met a gentleman named Dr. Peter Prescott who had a pain management program. Uh, he wrote a book, um, the Conquer Chronic Pain, uh, an Innovative Mind-Body Approach, mm-hmm. which is a great book. He understood that chronic pain changes the brain, which the other doctors did, they didn't have training on that. He was a specialist. He understood the nature of the, of the, that we, in order to heal chronic pain, we have to heal the changes that occur in the brain because of the chronic pain. And so he taught me how to do that. One of those things, and and, and the audience may think, you know, this is crazy, one of the most profound things was to meditate, to calm the mind. Chronic pain creates a lot of chaos in the brain, a lot of pronounced negativity, um, a real negative bias in terms of what we think about ourselves, what we think about the world, what we think about others, and meditation helps to calm that. Um, we did. We did some other practices. We did breath work. We did. Um, we did some adversity uh, therapy. Some some cognitive behavioral therapy. We did some of that. Um, but the the point is, is that you can heal from chronic pain.
0: It's not a life sentence. Well, you know, and it is. It is true. You know, and I could speak from this because I'm. I bridge uh, Western medicine with. Um, you know, the spiritual. And I I think there's so many limitations with um, Western medicine. And I find that a lot of times practitioners will tell a patient things, but they project a lot of their fears and anxieties with that onto the patient. And the patient may not even have that, but yet the patient is giving their power away to that and taking it on as their own truth, when in essence, it's not.
1: Oh, so important. I, I, I'm so glad that you said that. Um, another thing that I learned along this journey was who's responsible for my healing? So the, the greatest healer in my life and everyone else's life is within, right? That's so true. instead of looking out there for the answer all the time, I give 20% of all the responsibility for my healing to the entire medical world all healers doctors 20% the other 80% is between me and and that 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 god or creator or whatever you want to call it that 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 intelligence within that's so i take that the medical community all the healthcare people out there they guide me on how to support the body, as it heals, the mind, body, and spirit, as it heals, that's their job. And my job is to listen, uh, do the best I can to, uh, to, to, to follow those orders, provided they make sense, right? Like, I'm not going to follow the order. You will be in level ten at 7 out of 10 pain for the rest of your life. I'm not going to follow that. Right. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, right? right. But I follow, I follow the orders the best I can. And then I just have to get out of the
0: way and let the body heal. Absolutely. And I think for so many people, that is a challenge because this is where, you know, it takes patience, courage, and more patience. Um, And just, you know, I call it TLC, the tincture of time. It's that you just have to be kind and um, allow your body to heal. We're, we're in such a society where, and I think you could agree on this, is that everybody's in a rush to, to do things and to make it better or to, to fix things. And sometimes the solution is to allow it to unfold and be with it and experience it, experience what it's teaching you, because it's really teaching you a lot about yourself. And I think a lot of times people want to bypass and not want to go there. They want to fill a procedure or something just to, you know, throw on the situation, which never gets to the deeper, richer components of why this is so. It also blocks our healing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us more about, you know, the whole chronic pain thing with you and what, your journey was with that in in more detail, and and you know, because I know you and I shared in a conversation that you were addicted to opiates and and stuff like that. So tell us what that was like coming off of that. And, and oh, how, yeah, yeah. Because I think yeah, that's I was, important to know.
1: I was on I was on <clears throat> opiate and benzodiazepine medication, and anxiety medication for thirty two years. The last. <clears throat> The last fifteen years of that was fentanyl and Adderall, oh wow. and um, and and no small dose of it, by the way. So the fact that I'm sitting here is is rather miraculous, <laughs> because a lot of people uh, take a fentanyl and they don't wake up because it represses their nervous they it, it just they just stop breathing because it's so strong. Oh wow, wow, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a it's a tricky one. That that that's a very dangerous medication. Um, so, coming off of that was brutal <laughs> I, yeah. I was I was in a, a chemical detox hospital bed for ten days. They gave me a, a an interesting uh, a cocktail of uh, a medication kind of a mix of this and that of medication um, to uh, to help the body help calm the body enough so that as the detox as the Shift changed as the medicines not coming as the pain medicine and the and the benzo are not coming in. Mm-hmm. The body has a chance to adapt to that new environment. Um, right. So that was that was pretty pretty brutal. But um, I I managed. I, I had a beautiful staff with me, and they made sure that they kept me safe. What was interesting was. When I got up at that bed, I was I was in there for 10 days, so I lost all the muscle tone. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of rehab to get to walking again. But I went from the bed. I stood up just long enough to get into a wheelchair, just long enough. And when I stood up, I noticed something. It was astonishing to me. I had no back pain. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I I, I th- there's no back pain here. <laughs> it was astonishing to me. And then I got in the wheelchair. I still had a lot of um, pain in my gut, uh, mm-hmm. which was residual to all the opiates but the the pain the the medication itself was actually causing some of the pain. <clears throat> we call that hyperalgesia when the pain medica- medication itself is causing pain. they didn't even know what hyperalgesia was until 2010 and I was in I went into that pain management program in 2013 yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so um, so then I went into uh, Peter's, uh, uh, Dr. Peter Proskop's um, pain management program into his classroom, and he said the most interesting thing to me. He started saying, "Don't judge the moment." I'm sitting in the classroom. He's talking to the whole class. Don't <laughs> judge the moment, and I'm, I'm I'm sitting there going, and in my head I'm sitting there thinking to myself dude, I, I'm not judging anything. I'm just sitting here minding my own business trying to detox from that stuff, right? <laughs> and, and he started talking a little bit more and I realized he was talking about my pain. Mm. Don't judge the pain. I thought, oh my goodness. I thought, I've been judging my pain my whole life as bad, yeah, right? Which was a huge piece of, of you know. So he said, what are you doing to contribute to your pain? And Ooh. I thought I'm not doing anything, it's doing it to me because I was in this total victim mode. Yeah, yeah. Him just pointing out that I'm judging my pain as bad mm-hmm. was it changed me from being in a victimhood to empowerment because I realized I had a role in feeling
0: my in my own pain experience. That was huge for me. That is huge. Because, you know, so many times we want to, it's like the pain, we want to detach from it. And I personally feel that sometimes it's, it's a call for love. And it wants to, it's a part that's, you know, wanting some extra love and TLC and embracing it with a lot of, you know, love and light and bringing it into you and reincorporating it. It actually helps it. Because it's, it's not really separate from yourself. It's part of you. It's part of
1: you. And when we're resisting it, which, you know, I've got a part of me that will resist pain. (laughs) It's just, it's just an old pattern, which I've, I've really reprogrammed it. But yeah, there's still a part of me that's, that
0: wants to do that. Um, But see, the thing is, you you catch yourself. So now you could do something about it. That's
1: the beauty. Yeah. When I realize that I'm pushing against the pain, what am I doing? I'm just making it bigger. Exactly. So when we accept the pain for what it is and aren't aren't judging it, but realizing that it's information in the system, keeping that neutral there, that pain transmutes from this, this, this stressful, this stressful um, experience to energy. Yes. And it becomes, it becomes information in the system that's energy, but there's not all this mindset around, oh my God, and all that
0: stress, all this stress around it. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. Because you're inviting it to be a part of you and it's energizing you. You're gaining the wisdom from it instead of, and you're incorporating that into you instead of pushing it away, which is mm-hmm. our natural reaction and tendency to do. Mm, exactly, exactly. Also, <clears throat> when I was a child,
1: and you know, many of us may have had this experience, whenever any of us got a bump or went, ah, you know, or something happened and we <laughs> reacted. What happened? The adults came rushing into the area to give us, to stop the pain. Yes. So we get the message when we're really little, we're at war with pain. And that's, that's an error in the system. Yeah. Pain's just trying to give us some information about, you know, how we're living our life.
0: Totally agree. And, you know, one of our guests, and I just want to acknowledge this here, um, Amir Abbas Malik, um, I'm going to Hyatt Kyle, um, he had a question and maybe let's see if we could answer it for him. He says, tell me something about chronic and acute effect. Well, chronic pain, <clears throat> I'm not sure what chronic and acute effect
1: is, but I know that, <clears throat> pardon me, chronic pain <clears throat> and acute pain are different, right? Acute pain is something that you have say, I break a bone. And they put it in a cast and, and hopefully, (laughs) and, and it, it, it starts to heal and the pain level drops and the stress response goes back to normal. Chronic pain is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for Mm -hmm. three months or more. Got it. Acute pain isn't felt like that. Acute pain, you know, when it comes and it goes chronic pain is the stress response that's <clears throat> gotten out of balance and in it again the hypervigilance in the system it's always looking it's on all the time and that that creates a lot of a lot of trouble in the brain in acute pain we don't have that chaos in the brain and the negativity and the in the brain fog we don't have that uh, it's just, it's a very different... Would you agree with
0: that? I i, I believe that that's very true because um, it's almost like when there's a chronic condition, it, it's like your body just restructures itself to accommodate that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, it it's like you're constantly thinking about it and it's almost like you're getting more neuropathways to it <laughs> to... You know what I'm saying? It's just like yep. it—it's like it continues to perpetuate itself. It's like the uh, the belief or the uh, you know what you what you resist persists type of thing. So it's mm-hmm. like whatever we're trying to um, put a stop to and not deal with, you know, on this, you know, on a deeper level, but a superficial level, we throw you know more medication on it and stuff like that. But we never get to the underlying issue, what really caused it.
1: Yeah, well main, pain medication doesn't help, doesn't heal chronic oh. pain. Doesn't no, heal not at all. It deals
0: changes in the brain. It actually makes, makes them it worse. Different. Yeah. It makes it it worse, I think it makes it worse. But yeah. anyway, Elizabeth, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been pretty amazing. And uh, you know, kudos to you for you know moving through that and um, living your best life now. I think what you're doing is amazing. Could you just share with your audience what you do? Um And, you know, I know a lot of times our pathway leads us to what we teach. So, and I know that's, that's been your journey. Just share a little bit about that, please. Well, I help people uh, in chronic stress find a
1: relief and balance in their life. Um, I also, and I I work a lot with chronic pain sufferers. I work with um, people that are in recovery from chronic pain and and maybe have a, a health challenge where they're trying to stay off medication. I work for with people in recovery. <clears throat> and I also work in the ancestral healing realm mm. uh, around uh, helping people release the burden they carry from their lineage, not just their past in this lifetime, but from their lineage, which can actually um, contribute to chronic pain as well. So
0: that's kind of my area. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the whole ancestral... Um, Part is just very fascinating because it's all energy, really, and it just carries over from lifetime to lifetime through, you know, your, your from your great grandparents, your great great grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, many many different uh, levels and stuff like that. It's so true, and it, it I think we're finding that. Um, as time goes on, we're going to be seeing more and more of this coming to the forefront of, of how this really is an integral part of of who we are, really. And a lot of times we take on that burden, and it's not even ours to to deal with, really. Exactly. And Rachel
1: Yehuda and her colleagues have done uh, some extraordinary work on um, <coughs> descendants of Holocaust Uh, victims Mm -hmm. and have found that they don't, they don't have as much resilience. It's, uh, they've actually studied their cortisol levels. It's really interesting. Um, They even came up with a, it's kind of expensive and it's, it's kind of edgy new stuff. They came up with a a test uh, to, to kind of um, measure uh, PTSD and what, how much of it you have. It's really interesting.
0: I think we all have a dose of that. Yeah. Yeah with you. (laughs) I mean, it might not be as extreme as, you know, some other things, but we've all experienced it in one shape, Mm -hmm. way or form. But anyway, Mm -hmm. well, thank you, Elizabeth. I so appreciate you being here today. I have Elizabeth's contact information on the screen here. If you want to reach out to her, Um, you can reach out to her at at elizabeth.elizabeth.kipp.com. Her website is www.elizabeth.kip.com. And you could probably find a wealth of information about her and her offerings. So any last words to our audience before we close? Oh, thank you so much. I I would, if
1: anybody, you know, the the one thing I want them to realize is the greatest healer lives within you. Mm. Remember that. That's true. Yeah. True that. Thank you so much for this opportunity.
0: You're so welcome, Elizabeth. And so I just want to thank the audience for listening. And um, I hope you learned something today. Uh, If you like what you hear, I invite you. Oh, I'm going to put this down in the bottom of the screen. There it is. To subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Dr. Dolores Fazino. We're trying to grow our audience and our influence. And if you have one of those minds that never stops chattering or is never in the present moment, have I got a a little gift for you. It's a free meditation, and it is a grounding meditation that allows you to be in the present moment. So I invite you to go click on drdoloresfizzino.com forward slash free dash video for that. and. Once again, thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode next week on healing in ways you never thought possible. Goodbye for now.